can you learn something new every day? I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. and 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for you, learn something new, press subscribe, and you will get a, no a new show each week. This show, of course, is produced by my dynamic duo of dedicated student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns who have officially graduated are Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco, and congratulations, ladies, and I wish you the best as you prepare to go off to college, and I can't thank you enough for all the hard work you have done without me ever meeting you in person. It's crazy, and it's true but you have done it since last July and will continue to produce our shows for the rest of the summer. And I, as well as all of us at Palm Springs Unified are eternally grateful. I, I can't stress it enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And today I'm very pleased to welcome back my Palm Springs Unified's Visual and Performing Arts Coordinator, Barbara England. Welcome back. Why, thank you, Joan. It's always good to be here with you. Well, I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad that here we are at the end of June, and <sighs> things are so much better than they were. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's been a year, huh? I mean, it's been a year and a half, right. and uh, to say that we're grateful that things are finally turning the corner is an understatement of the century but you know we have we're blessed that we um you know our school family for the most part and our um, students are healthy and we've worked very diligently on ensuring that so Absolutely. That was the priority with our district, for sure. Exactly. And we concluded, officially concluded our 2020-21 school year a couple of weeks ago. And right now we're in the midst of uh, a lot of summer programming, um, most of which you probably are not directly involved with because they're more, uh, let's say, academic. Well, no, that's... Yeah, but the, the arts programs are academic too. So I don't want to. Absolutely. Yeah. I do, so I don't want to, you know, like negate our arts programming, but um, a lot of the programming that's going on is to assist students who have maybe had a little bit of a, you know, learning blip and also to allow our high school students to catch up on credits or maybe even get ahead of the game. So it, separate from all of those programs, we do have a few visual performing arts programs going on. And one of them is our MTU programs. So um, I know that one of the programs 
is going on as we speak and another one will be starting next month. So tell us about those. Right. So the um, new to the MTU umbrella is MTU Junior. It was new this year and it's based out of Rancho Mirage Elementary School. And that program is going to start after the 4th of July holiday. And it's more of um, just because we're still under, you know, as much as it's becoming normal, you know, we still are under some constraints or guidelines just for the safety of everyone. So um, that is going to be in person and it is going to be in the afternoons and um, it'll be more of a theater based than um, and not have singing with it. So it'll be. Um, improv and acting and getting to know the terminology of theater. Like last year, we had the same thing, but it was um, on Zoom, but this will be in person. And it's really like a, a pipeline for our elementary and high, um, excuse me, middle school students um, to get them ready for uh, an MTU program in high school. But it, it's not a prerequisite, right? I mean, it doesn't. No, you don't have to have that dream of going on to MTU or to Broadway. It is <laughs> a lot of fun. They they are just silly and have fun and play games, but that are really teaching about theater and about voice and about expression and about feelings and how to express them with your face or your body and um, just tons of fun. And and what are the, so is that for elementary and middle school? Right. Elementary and middle. Yes. Um, okay. As you know, we all know, as you say, Joan, that, um, that we record this before it airs. So right. we don't know exactly how many students will are participating at this moment um, because of the six feet apart and how many teachers and staying in cohorts so uh, that all of that behind the scenes work goes into play before anything happens in our district, which is fabulous. And who who is teaching the, uh, that program? Right. So the MTU teachers from the school year, um, they are teaching it. So Francesca is the lead for MTU Junior. And so it'll, um, they'll probably do the same thing, like kind of like um, an A group and a B group, and they'll stay in their cohorts and a group will go, you know, two days a week, A group and a different group will go two days a week, the B group. Gotcha. And do you, do you know if they'll have a, uh, some kind of a performance at the end? They, um, that is the wish. It might have to be recorded and um, the parents can see it, you know, like on YouTube or our district channel, something like that. And you know what? I, I don't know if you agree, Barbara. I'm sure you do. <laughs> that one of the, and if you don't, feel free to disagree. Uh, that one of the silver linings of what we've been through for the past year and a quarter, year and a half, is that because of, because we've had to work in the virtual environment, not only on a daily basis in our classes, but also in the performing arts yes. you know, and having to have the kids, I mean, they, they couldn't even be together 
to produce anything. They all had to do it from their own spaces and then it got put together. But the silver lining of that is that, you know, grandma who lives in uh, New York or even Italy, you know, could, yeah. could actually see it like they were there. I agree a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's and the same thing with like guest speakers for programs. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about that. Cause I mean, I was going to get to that a little later, but in, you know, I mean, we've certainly like, I know the, the Palm Springs art museum and the McCallum theater have been partners with us for years and they've been able though to expand their programming to a school district outside the Coachella Valley because of what we can do virtually. Right. Absolutely. Continuing on with MTU, it started last spring when all of this started, um, a program in the MTU called Conversations with the Pros. And so working or retired Broadway stars, and I'm talking stars, um, actors, singers, writers, producers, directors, had like a master class. Like it was, com it was more like... Um, the actor's studio, you know, David uh, Green would ask yeah. questions and they would answer and all the kids were there online and, and then they would ask questions that we would never have had been able to get because they were still in New York and we were here and they had such great experiences learning from Broadway professionals that they never would have. And then this continued this year too as well and doing distance learning. And just like you said, the McCollum Theater has expanded their programs to districts that are outside of the Coachella Valley, and those students are benefiting. Uh, benef oh my gosh! <laughs> benefiting from you know world class theater that they never would have gotten before. We've gotten so good at zooming and being virtual and all of that streaming. And and you can you can open up your programming, your speakers to a wider audience without, you know, without batting an eye, you know, you don't have to worry about it, whether the venue is big enough and you don't have to worry about paying for travel expenses. Oh and, my gosh, that, uh, Joan, for the Palm Springs International Film Festival, the you know, student screening day, Zach Solomon was on with us. I don't remember which month, but oh my gosh, we were able to serve so many more students being able to see the film because it was virtual. And like you just said, the schools that were outside of our valley could, could uh, participate because there wasn't busing, missing you know as much school because they were traveling so far. It was a wonderful experience for those students to be able to be a part of the student screening day with the film festival. Yeah. And, you know, of course there's a lot to be said for in-person. Absolutely. You know, contact performances, uh, speakers and all that. But I think that we certainly made the most of the, you know, the tools we had to work with and learned that, some of this isn't so bad and that, you know, sometimes it makes more sense so that we can serve a wider audience. And it was all, not only for students, but for, you know, our, our teaching staff as well, 
in the past, you know, Riverside County um, Department of Ed would have trainings in Riverside, and it would be almost impossible for myself or teachers or principals or district office staff to get to that meeting and back. And, and so now when they, this year they've done them virtually, it opened the doors to so many more people having professional development training and they offered them for free. And you could go at three o'clock or five o'clock whenever they held them and do a zoom and get the professional development. Whereas before you would have had to drive and you couldn't because you had to drive and it was, you know, going over the Badlands traffic. Yeah. It's, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens once we're quote back to normal and you can have the, you know, large groups without any restrictions. Mm -hmm. I can't help but think that a lot of organizations are going to rethink some of the things that they did because, or, or that they do, uh, you know, traditionally, because it's so expensive to, you know, bring people together for something that lasts an hour and they serve you a rubber chicken lunch. And like, you know, it, it does it for some things. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not necessary, you know? So I mean, think, I think I'm not saying that we should never go to a, you know, a professional development networking conference because there's a lot that happens mm-hmm. at the places more than the, you know, the direct instruction that's going on, the interaction, you know, the breakout sessions where you're actually working with people, you know, like on that topic and I'm bird walking a little bit, but we always do, I love uh, it. you know, Google, when this first happened, Google um, said they were the first ones out the gate that said, we're just going to tell everybody they don't have to come back ever. And they've kind of backpedaled. They haven't made a firm decision yet. And what they may do is some kind of hybrid program where you have to be working a few days a week. And I would assume they stagger that within the Because I think what they found is while, you know, you certainly can be somewhat creative in a virtual environment, there, you know, that that human interaction and the the work that goes on in person can't be substituted at times. It it makes a difference. Yeah. In person. Sure. And, And we've certainly seen that with our kids. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY. And my guest is my monthly co-host, our visual and performing arts coordinator, Barbara Anglin. And we're, we're kind of reflecting on what life was like in, in the virtual platform and what we think we'll bring forward as we move back to a, a more, quote, normal situation. Uh, but we certainly saw that, and, and certainly going to go on for some time, that many of our kids, the majority of our kids have suffered in terms of the lack of human interaction, their, you know, social and emotional health. And we, you know, we, we saw what it was like on the first day back. Oh. 
for our elementary kids and the kindergartners oh. especially you know you and i have both been around for first day of school for many years and typically we see uh you know, a huge contingent of, not huge, but a, a large contingent of little ones who are hanging on to their mother's legs and crying and saying, please, I don't want to go. And I don't know about you, I did not sing a single one of them this year. <laughs> you know, it was like their teachers were rock stars. I heard him say, oh, I saw you on Zoom. Yeah. They were so excited. Yeah, it was it was like, you know, when we when we brought back, we brought back the the youngest students first back in um in the middle of April right after spring break. And the looks on their faces and wow. them literally running into the gate to to get to you know, see their teachers in person. And no, it wasn't anything like it's supposed to be in terms of their full class being with them. And, you know, they have plexiglass around their desks and it's, uh, you know, it's way different, but they, you know, kids are pretty resilient. They adjusted well. They were okay. They've been okay with wearing their masks all day. Unlike me, which I'll tell you what, if I had to, if I didn't have my own office, I, I, I don't know. I would have a very, very, I do it because you have to but have a rough time with that. But the kids are you know that we don't give them enough credit sometimes they 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 pivoted they needed to they worked in the virtual environment and of course our staff as well because yeah i mean you know for for the majority of our staff i know you were here when and i don't remember what year it was but uh do you remember when we polled our staff about technology yes and it was before, you know, we, we had one-to-one -one, uh, um, devices for our kids. Yes. But it was when we were thinking about going in that direction and knew what would be happening, you know, within the next couple of years. And we polled the staff on their capabilities and also their, you know, their anxiety and, <laughs> and around technology. And boy, it was, it was quite scary. Uh-huh. Um, because the bulk of our of our staff didn't have much experience at all and had no interest in getting <laughs> and so of course they really you know most of them willingly got training like through um uh digicom and also our, um you know tosa yes and some of them did it just because they saw the writing on the wall. And so we certainly, um, thankfully, were not in a horrible place in terms of technology prowess when it came to having to pivot into the virtual platform. But still, there was a lot of training that was needed. And, um, and we've certainly come a long, long way. Well, I haven't thought about that, Joan. You're right. When you put that perspective on how far we've come and, and, you know, there was some teachers that were you know, like, didn't know, want to know <laughs> how to take all you know, attendance on the computer and, and now teaching school from 
the you know virtually well you know when you've been doing something for so long and kind of like the if it ain't broken don't fix it mm -hmm. um that you know some of the teachers who've been around for a long time just like you know i don't need to do this and technology is important yes but it's not as important as you know what i do and the interaction with my kids so i need to do that well guess what this year they did need to do that and they did it yes yeah you know so i'm very proud i know you are too absolutely and, and so when we were talking about silver linings one of the things that came about that i maybe it would have come about anyway because david green is who he is and um he's always pushing and he's always trying to find new opportunities for our kids but Absolutely. mtu obviously the kids were not able to they're usually out and about all the time all around the community performing um you know not only at their the the three or four shows that they do a year at the Helene Galen Performing Arts Center, but they're out in the community performing. David started a dinner theater um, year before last at uh, Aquapaza at the river, and that was a big success. And of course, they couldn't do that. So he he worked with KSQ, and what they came up with was a pretty amazing opportunity for our kids, and that was Front Row Center. Is it still? Is it done? Or is it? It's it's done as a weekly, um, and so Front Row Center was like a a throwback to '70s variety show for uh, a few of you that have not been able to see it, and you still can because it's recorded um, on the Foundation's YouTube channel. Um, but we're done. They're done with the weekly shows, and so what? What it might turn into is like a, more of a seasonal or a once a quarter type of uh, special. So maybe four times a year or so is, is what's in the works. Because it was an amazing experience for the students to record a variety show. And man, isn't that gonna look good on their college resumes? <laughs> and so, um, and it was, and they had a Broadway star come and perform. And so it was a, it was a hit and they're looking to continue it, but as a special about four times a year. And you know, you talk about the opportunity to reach a wider audience. And when it comes to an opportunity like that, and if you didn't get to see Front Row Center when it when it aired each week, it was like at what, 5.30, uh -huh. 6.30 on, um, on KSQ on Sunday evening. And, you know, and uh, I don't, I'm dating myself and, you know, but we're close to the same age, Barbara. Yeah. So, you know, remember like Sonny and Cher. Exactly and, what I was going to say, Joe. <laughs> and like maybe even, well, laughing was comedy, but uh, those kind of shows where they would do skits and they would do, uh, you know, musical performances um, well, the MTU kids, it was musical theater and, uh, I shouldn't say was, it is because as Barbara mentioned, you can, you can certainly go, uh, on YouTube, on our foundation's YouTube channel to see all of the episodes. But, uh, I know that KSQ is thrilled 
to showcase the kids and have this kind of show. It's never been done here in the Coachella Valley, uh, a local show like that. And so, and, and there's not, there's no shows like that anymore, even on a larger scale. No. So it's, and it's really cool because it's, it's wholesome, fun, entertainment for the whole family. You don't have to worry about what you're, you know, seven-year-olds going to see when they turn it on. They're not going to see anybody swear. They're not going to see sex, drugs, and all of that terrible stuff. It's just, just fun entertainment. Like, could you imagine? I mean, every once in a while they did during um, COVID, they do those sing-alongs, you know, like the, yes, you know, the Disney sing-along. And those were so much fun. And these are like similar to that every single week. I had a theme every week. Right. composer or, or 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 Broadway show where it says so there's always a theme to it and and like a big finale with all the performers kind of like they did in the variety shows a, a big finale right and you know kudos to David and his team David Green who is the artistic director and founder of MTU boy we're so lucky oh. that we um you know our paths crossed and he was able he started a similar program in orange county uh probably like 15 20 years ago and then he came here and what mtu is like in its eighth year i think i think so it's just been it's just been amazing and he has boundless energy and is never he's always working on something I know he's, I know he's, well, last time that he was on the show, we talked about, uh, I think he's working on an original musical. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, and just, I don't know when he has time to sleep, but you know, he manages to work it out and he, he doesn't ever seem frazzled either. He seems like he takes it all in stride, but to produce these shows to air every week, and to worry about the social distancing and you can't I was say that John. if you think about it the kids learn their singing and their dance routines and everything virtually and then do it together so it's not like they're rehearsing together everyone's right. rehearsing individually and then it comes together with social distancing and creative editing because right yeah, they would record each student either singing or dancing by themselves or and then do creative editing to make it look like they're together. It was, and, you know, it, it, when you watch those, you really don't know that those kids are not standing two feet <laughs> now, you know, right next to each other. But they I guarantee you they were not because yeah. that was that was just the way this district has done everything very carefully. Uh, there was, you know, there's no exception for MTU or any of our performing arts yeah. programs. And it's, it was frustrating. And, you know, our poor band kids, you know, couldn't even play their instruments and our choral kids couldn't sing. And it's just, you know, sad. But if you look at some of the creative, creative, productions that have come out of it in a virtual environment it's it's mind-boggling i wouldn't know the first thing about how to even start to put something like that together and our music teachers our you know our band teachers our choir teachers and our performing arts teams 
have certainly rose the risen to the occasion. Uh, some very yeah. creative theater productions that have yeah. gone on and recorded separately and then put together that have been fabulous. You're absolutely right. And Barbara, speaking of fabulous, you, you fall into that category. Oh, so Joan, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. And I know that next month, I usually don't know this ahead of time, but this time I actually do. We're going to have Hillary Roberts from the um, Palm Springs Art Museum with us. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We always try to do the art segment the last week of the month. So whatever date that is, don't have it in front of me. Last week of July. And we look forward to that. And of course, Barbara will have you back again every yeah. month. I enjoy this very much. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you, Joan. Thank you very much. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look to learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you, Jasmine and Myra. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week.